0: Welcome to The Feather Desert, a podcast all about desert bird feeding in the southwestern region of the United States. Welcome back to The Feather Desert. This episode is in honor of Valentine's Day, and this is Birds in Love, Courtship Behaviors of Desert Birds. So, because Valentine's Day, this actually is going to post on Valentine's Day of 2022, we thought we would talk about some courtship behaviors of a few of our favorite desert birds. Now, not all birds mate for life or even stay together for more than a season, but they all have a courtship ritual of some kind to gain the favor of a partner. Some rituals are simple and some are complicated, but they are all interesting. And Cheryl's going to start us off with one of my favorite birds. Yes, I got lucky enough
1: to get the cactus wren. <clears throat> so let's start off with Arizona State Bird, of course, the cactus wren. This large wren will pair off and may mate for life, especially if they have successful breeding seasons. When it is time to breed, the two cactus wrens will perch side by side with wings and tails spread and make a growling noise, which I have never heard.
0: No, neither have I
1: back and forth to each other that's interesting that they make a growling noise yeah hmm. yeah and then they will gently peck each other that doesn't sound very nice no but it's not it's <laughs> nice
0: i actually found a video of it and i'm going to leave that the link just of it be like poking it's nice something. yeah it's nice like pet pet pecking like you know nice pretty like preening like, like preening way, yeah. but they're not actually preening yeah <laughs>
1: um when they, after they're done uh preening or pecking each other they both participate in this ritual without flying away they have successfully paired up. Oh, so if the female doesn't mind the. Yeah, the face picking. (laughs) Yeah, then she's
0: like, all right. (laughs) That
1: is too cute. Once the female picks the nest site and begins building the nest, the male will complete construction. That's nice of him. Isn't it? And build three to four more nests while the female incubates the first brood. I didn't know they had more than one brood a year. Yeah. The other nests are used as decoys or future brood incubation. Um, sites, or for the male to roost in. Ah, so he makes sure he has a, a good man cave. cave. Get away from the kids <laughs> and the wife for
0: just a little bit.
1: <laughs> All right, Kirsten's going to tell us about the Greater Roadrunner, one of my favorites.
0: Yes, the Greater Roadrunner is a gift giver. How sweet. Yes, this is a bird that also mates for several seasons and possibly for life. We don't have enough information scientifically to determine that, but most likely they do mate for life. And they will live with each other all year round defending a territory. So courtship will include foot chases involving both individuals with occasional rest breaks. I think that that's nice of yeah. each other. <laughs> Do a little jogging, <laughs> take a little break. That's very nice. Uh, one bird, either male or female, will approach the other bird with a stick or a blade of grass as a gift. People are you listening listening? Flowers, good for Valentine's Day. Yes. Uh, They will then drop it on the ground in front of their partner or they will give it directly to them. Courtship displays do seem to vary per individual and the male may actually perform other behaviors. So sometimes the male will hold his wings and tail up over his back and run away from the female while slowly lowering the wings. I'm assuming that makes him look really great. I don't know why he's running away, but... (laughs)
1: He's showing his prowess.
0: I guess he's showing his prowess, his yes. His athletic <laughs> abilities. Um, the male may also wag his tail back and forth while slowly bowing. And uh, that's interesting. I've actually seen that one. Um, mm-hmm. I worked with some, uh, a greater roadrunner when I worked at one of my, the zoos that I worked at, and I actually saw that one. And it's very, very interesting. You just kind of try not to laugh because they're being super serious, but it's an interesting behavior to see. So during mating, the male will offer a food item, such as a mouse. Then he will leap on the female's back, and they will both grasp the food item as they copulate. When they are finished, which is a matter of seconds, the male will circle his mate, bowing and cooing and flicking his tail. A pair of roadrunners will renew their bond every breeding season by repeating the courtship steps. That's pretty cool. It really is very yeah, cool. And I a- like it. They have a little... uh. Uh, date night every yeah. year to renew their yeah. bonds and there's a
1: little ceremony
0: involved yeah and That's a little food right. you get a little yeah. food out of it i mean yeah. this is this is this is an all-around excellent valentine's date <laughs> <laughs> all right
1: so i'm gonna uh share a little bit about the burrowing owl and i love to watch these guys they're so animated these ground dwelling owls are all about impressing the ladies Males will make a hoo-hoo call from outside their burrows to attract a female, and when the female arrives, the male will make short flight displays by leaping into the air and hovering in front of the female for a few moments. Then a series of cooing, scratching the ground, and flashing white markings will end in a bonded pair nipping each other's beaks and preening each other's feathers. After mating, the male will bring the female food as she incubates the eggs. They're very good, attentive pa- partners.
0: They very are very good, attentive yeah. partners. And I find it interesting that for the burying owls, it's important that he does it in front of his own um, house. So it's, she's also real estate shopping at the same time. <laughs> Your house is not good. I'm not coming. I don't care if you're hoo hooing or not. The house is not oh, up to born. my standards. I'm out. <laughs> oh, we're so picky, aren't we? Yes. Fickle, well, fickle females. Well, she's the one who's gonna be sitting on the eggs a little longer. She's gonna be comfortable. Yeah, that's true. All right. So we also found some stuff on the Abert's towhee, which is our very special towhee that is only found here in our area. Uh, these local sparrows are in it for the long haul. These pairs live together all year long and they typically mate for life. Courtship consists of the pair performing a squeal duet, which is a rapid series of scratchy notes. This duet will be performed every breeding season to maintain their pair bond. And then throughout the year, the pair will work together defending their territory. Now, I wasn't actually able to find um, audio of the squeal duet. So, for those of you we listening... need to work on that. Yes. Um, <laughs> see if you can find something, because I wasn't able to find that. Um, I am assuming it sounds like a squeal to us, but to them, they're like, oh, this is beautiful. But uh, it also does explain why every time I see an Ebert's Tohe at my feeder, there's another one nearby. Either in the bushes or on the ground. Sometimes he sits on my finch feeder. He thinks he's a finch occasionally. That's all right. Yeah,
1: they're not very far apart. They no. Definitely like within 12 to 18 inches of each other. <coughs> yeah. As they move through their territory. Yeah. Yes.
0: All the time. And, yeah. uh, but I've never, a at OCD, mine.
1: Don't you think? I'm sorry. A little OCD. A little OCD.
0: <laughs> that's all right. If they're OCD with each other and they're keeping <laughs> eyes on each other, that's okay. Um, but uh, that's our little Ebert's tohi. So if you guys see a duet or see a pair in your yard, maybe listen for the squeal duet. Maybe you guys don't hear it. All right. Cheryl's going to talk about a super favorite here in the Valley. That's not often seen, but we still love it. The
1: Northern Cardinal. So the Northern Cardinal, this courtship behavior that they have starts with the bright red feathers of the male. The brighter, the better, as far as the female is concerned. But once he captures her attention, the real work begins. The male will express his interest in her by performing a display in which in which he twists his body to better display his chest kinda of like puffing it up and Yeah, and
0: like a pumping iron. Muscle man, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Then a song and flight display will follow. The male will take a short flight and conclude by singing and fluttering towards the female. If she sticks around for the whole display, the male will offer her a gift of food such as a berry. Oh that's so sweet. It's healthy it? too. Yeah. If the female accepts the food, copulation follows and they will raise their chicks together. There are also ones that are known to um Share food often strengthens their bond. Yeah, They feed each other. Yeah.
0: Yeah, they'll do that outside of breeding season, so, which is nice too. Yeah.
1: So Kirsten's got our next bird.
0: Yes, this one is, it was a little controversial, but I thought we'd, we'd shine a light on, on one bird that not everybody loves, but a lot of people do love, the morning dove. Courtship in these birds begins with a noisy flight up by the male, who then goes into a long circular glide with wings fully spread. On the ground the male will approach the female stiffly with chest puffed out and bow and sing a cooing song this is the one we're probably most familiar with yeah. because um pigeons do a very similar thing and we have all been in the city sitting around eating something and we see that and we're like what's going on what's wrong with you um he's trying to get himself a lady so when the female accepts they will actually preen each other's head and neck feathers just before copulation happens, the male will open his beak wide while facing the female. She will insert her beak into his beak, and they will bob their heads up and down while holding each other. It's kind of like dancing. I thought that was kind of sweet.
1: That is sweet. I've seen that, actually.
0: Yeah. After copulation, the male will lead her to potential nesting sites, and then she will pick the spot that she likes. Oh. Which yes. always doesn't work out. No. I think maybe he should pick the spot because most of the time. Maybe he should help with building the nest. Right, too. the nests that I see morning doves in, really bad spot in like three sticks. And you're yes. like, okay. So maybe she should get a little help from her mate. Yeah. But that's her job. So he's like, you do what you want to, honey. I yeah. will just. Help I'll you. support you. <laughs> I think you need a
1: fourth stick, but I'll support but you. But okay, if you want to lay it with three <laughs> sticks,
0: I'm right behind you. Uh, so that's cute. That Lisa gives you a little something next time you see a morning dove. If, you, if you're if you one of those people that gets overwhelmed by them, that's something cute to know about them. Yeah.
1: So I have the red-tailed hawk, and these birds of prey have a high-flying act of love. These birds do mate for life and will prove their trust of each other over a fly... Through a flying spectacle that would astound a professional daredevil, I've actually seen this. A male and a female will take to the sky and fly wide circles around each other at high altitudes. The male will often dive and ascend steeply while circling. After several dives, the male will slowly approach the female from above and reach out with his talons and touch her briefly. Sometimes the pair will grasp one another's beaks or link talons and spiral together towards the ground. They will release each other just before they hit just before they hit the ground. Most of the time, researchers have reported seeing couples crash to the ground together, but they don't seem to sustain any damage. They just pop up and fly off together. Someone was reluctant to let go. Yes. <laughs> See, even red tail hawks have trust is issues. Like yeah, little,
0: little trust issues there. Now, in their defense, I have actually worked with red tail hawks on the glove when I worked at zoos. And sometimes, it happens with all birds of prey, their um, tendons will actually ratchet down like... Um, the wrenches that we use um and sometimes they can't let go Uh, even their head they're telling it let go let go let go and sometimes maybe that's just what happened is it just got locked in there and and the crashing to the ground unlocks it for you (laughs) but i i mean if they're just popping up and flying off together then i guess they kind of they're that little strange yeah, couple that loves yeah. each other enough to take a dive i guess um so
1: well we live through
0: that we can live through it exactly 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 that's probably that what's... was
1: embarrassing did anyone see that yeah okay, nobody, nobody saw that right <laughs>
0: all right all right we're gonna go to one of the smallest birds that are found in our local area and this is gonna be our last bird of our valentine's Day episode. And this is one of our smallest found here in our local area and combines both bright colors and flashy dancing. The male Costa's hummingbird has bright purple head and throat feathers that he can raise and flatten when he wants to. During breeding season, the male sits on a high perch of a tree waiting for a female to come close. When she flies by and lights on a perch, he rushes over and the show begins. While hovering in front of her, he twists his body back and forth in a pattern that would make any ballroom dancer envious. As he rocks back and forth, he's still flying while he's doing this. He's rocking back and forth, and he raises his head and throat feathers away from his head, creating a six-legged squid-like shape around his face. Yeah, it's quite impressive. It is crazy impressive. (laughs) and um he keeps the head like really still but then his body is wagging back and forth and he he, he hovers right in front of her and goes back and forth and back, it's crazy uh, i have included a link to see this so that'll be on there you guys just click on it and you'll see the video and it's 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 amazing yeah um so his dance will last only a few seconds to a minute and then the female will either stay to breed or fly away If she accepts him, they take a second, literally a second, to mate. And then she flies off to make her nest and raise her babies on her own. If she rejects him, he flies back to his previous perch to await another female. And it is. He's a little
1: Casanova, isn't he? He is a
0: little Casanova. Because even (laughs) if he does mate with her, he just goes back to his perch and he waits for another female to come by again. (laughs) So, yeah, he's certainly the lady's man. He is not there to raise any babies later, but he certainly is a lady's man. But, yeah, take time and go to that link that I have on there and click on that and watch that video. It is just, it's amazing. It's something that is going to, like, rock your world. It's so crazy. All right. So one of the things that I kind of asked when I did this was, why do birds have courtship rituals? Cheryl's going to tell us a little bit about that. Yes.
1: So a wild bird's life is all about making more birds. And a bird needs to have a way of determining who will make a good mate. They want to have the best success at raising the next generation. Over time, females have chosen the males that perform the courtship rituals we just talked about more often. The choices that females have made over generations have shaped the behaviors of the males. So it must be the female just deciding by these behaviors, they've decided who's the strongest or the better provider or whatever a bird is looking for in a mate. And so those behaviors have perpetuated.
0: Right, exactly. There are, I kept it simple on this one because I really could have gotten deep and dirty into the scientific um, theories and hypotheses and stuff. But this is basically what's going on. And um, you saw some of them provide food. So to the female, that means you're going to be a good provider. You're going to help me survive. You're going to help our young survive. Um, with the cardinal, like that bright, bright color. If you're already a bright color before we're even involved, that means that you can provide for yourself. Mm-hmm. And with the burrowing out, oh, you have your own territory, you have your own house. Oh, that means you're also a good provider. You can protect a territory. You, you can, can take care of me. You can take care of me, exactly. So that's essentially what it is. Um, doing layman's terms. But yeah, there's a whole bunch of scientific hypotheses that you can really get into to study something like that. But I just wanted to give the basics easy explanation. Easy explanation. <laughs> exactly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. To something really complicated. To something that's really
0: complicated <laughs> that we as human beings still really don't understand. But um, this, this is kind of what we see. Yeah. Yeah. And Kirsten has the plant spotlight. I do. Today we have flat top buckwheat. It's a very unfortunate name,
1: but... Yeah, that doesn't sound, very it good. Doesn't sound
0: pretty <laughs> and, uh, It doesn't sound pretty. And it doesn't sound... It's not buckwheat that you're going to eat uh this is a shrub that is fast growing and evergreen it is native to the southwestern united states including arizona it grows to about one foot tall and two feet wide it blooms from march to november which i thought was fantastic it's a really long blooming season uh, with a white or pale pink flower it prefers full sun and well-drained soil excellent since we live in a desert yes uh it will need only a little water once it's established with some supplemental water during the real hot parts of the summer here in the valley yeah if we don't get a lot of rain huh yes and once monsoon season happens and we actually get rain during a monsoon season then you're good to go uh it's naturally rounded form is actually extremely useful for controlling soil erosion And needs very little pruning. That's why I liked this one as well, too, because me, super lazy gardener, as you all know, um, I liked that it doesn't get too big. And um, for those of you who are doing more of a naturalistic landscape in your yard and you have some ravines or whatever, this would be a really nice one for that. Uh, In the fall, its seeds will actually provide food for birds and other desert animals. And it is the host plant for the mormon metalmark butterfly i knew there had
1: to be a butterfly in there there's
0: a butterfly there's always a butterfly uh the mormon metalmark butterfly and the Accum blue butterfly and it is also great for native bees so this one's kind of all around and don't forget when you put host plants out for butterflies those also help encourage your birds because they will eat some of those caterpillars and this, the meadowmark butterfly and the Acum blue butterfly are actually pretty small. They're a little small, little, little littles is kind of, um, sometimes the blue is just called a little blue because they're very small. But the birds will know how to find their, um, their caterpillars. And that's really great because something small like a little verdin needs really small little bugs to feed their young. And this is a great one for that.
1: Especially since verdons really don't come to bird feeders.
0: Yeah, they don't. They're not a bird feeding type of bird. They'll come maybe to your hummingbird feeders um, yeah. every once in a while. But yeah, so this is a great one. That was flat top buckwheat. I'm going to have to remember that one because I think I want it in my yard. Yeah, I like that one. I have a very, very deserty type environment for my yard. You've got much more lush in your yard. And so this one really appealed to me. So I have not found it yet but I'm gonna look around at some places that carry natives in our area, like Boyce Thompson Arboretum, um, Summer Winds. um, Gosh, what are they, the Summer Winds Nursery? Nursery, Um, in in Mesa, Chandler, and they've got another place. They they often carry um, natives as well. So those are some places for you guys to check out. Well, thank you guys, and happy Valentine's Day. Don't forget flowers, food, definitely a great way to woo your mate yes birds do it right exactly